This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Black History Month, and so Black History is American history. And so February is a time where the entire country, uh, all the schools, um, the universities, folks at the job, corporations, everybody is doing something to recognize Black history. And I'm going to just tell you, uh, during Black History Month, I work. My calendar is triple packed. Folks are calling me. I am the black lady for a lot of organizations where I come in and I chat. I'm on panels. I'm moderating. I'm hosting. I am emceeing. Baby, February is cold in Minnesota, but it is red hot on my calendar. But I have to tell you, this, this year for Black History Month, there's something else going on. Schools and universities are marking the start of Black History Month um, across the country, but they are wrestling with increasing limits on what they can teach about racism and history. Get this. There are new laws in at least 14 states and various restrictions elsewhere uh, that there is a threat. Uh, and and leading teachers uh, to simply mention important figures in black history without getting into them 
because some state legislatures and some governors, including Republican Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, they have been a most aggressive in states limiting what educators can teach about black history. And so I had to bring in Lambers Fisher, uh, LambersFisher.com, host of the Diversity Dude podcast, TED Talk speaker, uh, national uh, speaker, and uh, award-winning author, Diversity and Clinical Practice, is his book. He is a licensed in, in uh, marriage and family therapist, but he is also um, a diversity and inclusion expert, and he is joining me now. Lambers, thank you so much for being on the show this morning. Happy Black History Month to you. Happy Black History Month to you, too. Shalada. Glad to be here. Now, I'm I'm ready to celebrate Black History Month, but but we have to take a moment to talk about what is going on in 30 states. They have proposed new uh, restrictions. We've got the Florida State Board of Education has a, a rule change that happened in 2021 prohibiting teachers from what they call, quote unquote, distorting historical facts. Texas has a similar plan. Um, and these policies are why many teachers now approach Black History Month very carefully, Lambers. Indeed. And the thing that makes it challenging is that there's so many different arguments and so many different battles being fought at the same time. And it's hard to figure out how they can find a way to educate, do what they're called to do, do what they're tasked to do every day while still navigating those political and sociopolitical uh, challenges. And a lot of times they're not even having the same conversation. In part, when they have certain laws that says, we don't want you to distort the facts, distort history, then you get into a debate to say, who's history, which part of history, and, and the implications of such. But at the end of the day, many of the teachers aren't really trying to fight that battle. They're just trying to fight the battle of doing what they do for every other day, teach history. These events happened. These people did significant things. And they even feel restricted to just do that. They can't even mention people's names or mention particular events because of implications. And at its core, there are strategies for how they can go about doing that in a way that avoids those landmines. A lot of times those landmines are focused on, well, we don't want the kids to be uncomfortable. That's one a little bit difficult because some people say, well, if my kids have to be uncomfortable with the realities of that history today, then your kid should have to be uncomfortable listening to it. But we're not trying to make anybody uncomfortable. We're not. That's not the goal. The goal isn't, yes, here, come to school, be uncomfortable, deal with it. The goal is to acknowledge what happened so that we can make a present and a future that doesn't have to repeat those injustices and those discomforts over and over again. And if we focus on that, then we can teach history, acknowledge that the history is beyond just the bad things that happened, about the accomplishments and the, 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 the creations and the, the, the rich cultural heritage that's here. We can do more than just make people uncomfortable. We can do more than just hit with the hard truths. We can celebrate black history, celebrate the uniqueness of the culture, and go beyond that in ways that are safe, not only safe for everyone, but actually informative for everyone as well. Okay, Lambers, I just got a, a, a DM from a teacher who wants to know, how do I teach the end of slavery, the 13th Amendment, and then not answer or acknowledge the atrocities of slavery? She says no one wants to be fired. Now, we're talking to Lambers Fisher. He goes into schools. He works with districts. He works with teachers. He works with uh, department heads in education and talk to them about curriculum and, and diversity and equity and inclusion. And so having him on for black history, especially uh, when this country is so divided, to talk about how we educate kids about the accomplishments and the contributions of African-Americans in the classroom 
is so important, and he is the uh, foremost expert on this topic. So how do you answer this teacher, Lambers? Well, to the teachers specifically, since they're on the front lines on this education front, I'll acknowledge that there's an ideological challenge and then there's a practical day-to-day challenge. The ideological challenge focuses on what should be taught, what you should need to know, what you should be able to accept, and what you should have to realize on a day-to-day basis, and it goes down that road, and it's not even the jab or judgment against shoulds. Those have merit. However, because those have risks right now, then there's a delicate uh, way of moving around that in the, in the sense of acknowledging the difficult things that uh, the difficult realities uh, that we have to deal with today, acknowledging that, yes, the end of slavery made a big difference, and yet there are lingering effects that have continued to occur long after that. But the focus, as you look out into your classes, not to say, and thus every one of you who look like those people, you should feel bad now. You should feel personally responsible because that's what everybody's worried about. And to be able to acknowledge, yes, those things happened, and a lot ended then, and a lot of things still have impact today that might be impacting things you know. The goal is for us to look for those things and try to make today better than it was then. If you focus on that balance, and make it clear, I am not trying to judge anyone in this room. I'm not trying to judge anybody you love or care about. As much as acknowledge what happened then, and for many, if not you, that's fine. For many, they're still feeling like it's not fully over yet. If you can acknowledge that without having to go on the attack, then you can delicately uh, 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 balance around that and by still acknowledging the history as well as uh, acknowledging the emotional reactivity of it as well. Okay, we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, Lambers, um, I'm going to, because we have a lot of educators, um, a lot of principals, a lot of teachers, um, I'm getting texts and DMs from them. Um, They didn't know that it was possible to bring somebody into the school to help them deal with this, to help educate them, um, to help bring the teachers together. Uh, because as the countries are divided, the, the ideologies of the teachers are divided as well. And so these principals and these uh, administrators are looking for somebody like you to come into the school and bridge these gaps, especially now during Black History Month. So when we come back, I, I want to talk to you about what services you provide to the schools because people are blowing me up. Uh, they want more of what you're talking about, especially now during Black History Month. So when we come back, we'll have more with Lambert Fishers next. It is 1220, and in addition to celebrating Black History Month, I'm celebrating my birthday, 52 years around the sun today. Bless God, I tell you, I laid in my bed last night, and I just smiled at midnight and thanked the Lord. Nothing aching, nothing breaking. I could breathe out of both nostrils, hear out of both ears, see out of both eyes. I don't have any upcoming doctor's appointments uh, or surgery scheduled uh, where there is care or concern. I tell you that my kidneys and my liver work. I, f- I feel blessed today. I feel I feel blessed today. Thank the Lord for 52 years around the sun. Uh, Kathy Werzer sent me flowers this morning. Uh, my my best friend and the godfather to my children, Christopher Williams, sent a bouquet. Uh, my best friend, Fan Sean, sent me uh, some of those edible chocolate-covered strawberries. I have been having a good time celebrating this birthday. I tell you, 52 might just be it for me. Sometimes people say, I would give anything to be 20 again. Not me. I don't want to be. I was dumb at 20. I would rather be 52 than 25 any day.
But while I'm celebrating my birthday, uh, teachers across the country are trying to celebrate and commemorate and educate their students about black history, and they're running into issues. They are afraid. Uh, The word critical race theory has been introduced to our vocabulary. Um, And, you know, when you find out what it means, you realize the the argument is, is really... Uh, baseless, but but still it is causing a stir. And so I, I've invited Lambert Fisher in. Uh, he is the host of the Diversity Dude podcast, best-selling uh, award-winning author of Diversity in Clinical Practice, a TED Talk speaker, a marriage and family therapist, licensed counselor, and a diversity and inclusion expert. And, and so Lambert, as schools and universities are trying to figure out how to teach Black history, especially in places like Florida and Texas, where they have rules on the books and and, and kids are being, you know, uh, extra careful and and, and talking to their parents about what happened in school. And, you know, one teacher told me one time, if you believe half of what they tell you, we'll believe half of what they tell us. Uh, So, you know, as the kids come home in first and second grade about these lessons, the teachers are cringing because they don't want to put themselves in a situation where, like this one teacher sent me a note and said, we don't want to get fired. Yes. Yes, the the challenge is very hard. The challenge is completely unfair to be put in a situation where the rules are very undefined, but the threats are very real. And it's not uh, something that's ideal. And yet the challenge is necessary. Uh, the more uh, we know, the more we can make better decisions for now and for the future to have, be less likely to repeat the, those atrocities. And what we don't know, the more likely uh, it can be to be led into those situations. And at its core, uh, to try to make clear, the the goal is to identify what the lines are, what the rules are, which are different across different states, across different systems, and they're inconvenient and may, may not be clearly defined, but figure out what those are. And then recognize that we no longer, for right now, have the luxury of just teaching what we believe to be the facts. We don't have that luxury because we also have the implications of the emotional impact of those as well. The hard facts, the true facts, will make people feel judged, whether you do it with a judging tone of voice, whether you call people out, or even just allow judging to happen in the room. As teachers, we already already know that we have the challenge of not only communicating facts, but also to manage the room, to manage the disruptiveness of the room for a variety of different reasons. Well, now we have to acknowledge the emotional impact, whether it be peer-to-peer or just within oneself. And when we acknowledge facts and then internally we say, wait, those people look like me. Those people come from where I come from. Am I like that too? Am I like that? And if one peer is looking to another peer and they're looking and say, you did that to me because your ancestors did that to my ancestors, then we don't have the luxury of letting them figure that out on their own. We have to shape it. We have to make sure we're being clear. These are the facts. Now, we all have an opportunity to individually take responsibility for our behaviors today. And if we're making clear that we can do that amongst the peers, amongst the students, we can also do that amongst the teachers because teachers are looking at each other and says, what are you teaching in that course? Are you teaching things that are favoring people who look like me? Or are you teaching something different? And it's uncomfortable there as well. But if we're clear at what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it, not only the facts, but acknowledging I'm not trying to make anybody feel judged today for what happened before, but we also have an opportunity to be accountable, not responsible, but accountable for what we do today to reduce the likelihood of those things happening again in the future. Okay, Lambers, you go into a school, um, you get a call from a principal 
or an assistant principal or someone from the district and they say, we want you to come in on our teacher in-service day or our teacher education day or our staff training day and talk to us about how we can teach black history. What does that look like? Practically speaking, sometimes it looks like anywhere from a two to three hour uh, workshop intensive training where I make it interactive. I bring some content and I take all the jargon, all the political, all the, the politically correct, the right and wrong, and just make it practical and break it down and says, hey, this is how you can expand your perspective and this is how you can expand the student's perspective. And sometimes it just comes down to a quick one hour lunch to learn. I can cram, cram a lot into a, a smaller bit of time because I balance it out between content. Here are some things that will save you some work. Here are some things that will save you from getting into trouble before you even get started. And then I always open it up to open, interactive Q&A, and I make it such a, what we always hear in school, there's no bad question. It's like, well, a lot of times people don't get the luxury of having that in a diversity, multicultural type of training because they feel like, well, if I ask this, not only will the presenter be mad at me, but my colleagues will think less of me. And I try to create a environment where every question is safe because if you're asking it, I assume there's a genuine desire to learn more for yourself, for your colleagues, and for your students. And once I create that environment, then everybody opens up, and they not only end with more information, but they end with me gone, but them in an environment where they can continue to have conversations because now we've broken that ice and made it safe for colleagues to say, hey, how are you handling this in your class? Because now we all know that we're on the same page and wanting to do so. And after that, it gets real interesting because then they can continue to grow. The students can see a difference, a welcoming of different questions that they didn't even know it was safe, not because they have all the answers, but because it's safe to ask the questions and explore individually how that impacts them and everything changes. Okay, you got to tell me now because uh, folks are, uh, and I, I really appreciate our listeners, you know, I'm interactive in real time on social media, so I'm posting on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn as we chat and people are responding in my DMs and folks want to know how they can get in touch with you. How can you get into their schools for their lunch and learns, for their uh, teacher education and training? Uh, and, and I've got a couple of administrators who want to reach out to you, too. So if you can just go ahead and tell them that, then I don't have to respond to these 15 text messages <laughs> I just got because I'm do, trying to do Michelle Lambers. You done made yourself so interesting that now everybody wants you to come to the school. Well, that is a great, great challenge to have, Sheila. I'm glad to be able to help out with that. Well, I'm easily found. Uh, one, you can find me at my website, lambersfisher.com. But for those uh, who uh, don't quite know what a Lambers is because they never heard of that before, um, you can also find me at diversitymadesimple.com because that's the goal. To make it not as convoluted, not so academic, not with psychological jargon or with historical shame and guilt. Uh, I wanted to make it shame-free, positive, encouraging, not because all of history is, but because the goal is to make it shame-free and positive. And so I want to make diversity simple for everyone. So if you reach out to me at diversitymadesimple.com, I have uh, instructions on there for how to how to reach out to me. And I, obviously, I'm a therapist first, uh, first and foremost, but I reserve times uh, regularly. Uh, once a week, I'm somewhere uh, helping, whether it be corporation or nonprofit, uh, school, or even restaurant groups wanting to help me uh, help them uh, make their serving staff more welcoming to every uh, a customer that comes in, everyone can benefit in some way, personalizing it, especially the educators in this month with this particular challenge to help demystify things, make it safe for the educators, safe for the students, and everybody wins. 
Okay, someone just sent me an email and wants to know more about your book. They said you mentioned a book. He has written a book. Give us the name of the book again, and where can we find it? So can you give us that information about your book? Because I know you won uh, some type of award. I remember seeing it on LinkedIn, some kind of National George George Somebody Award. Who George Foreman. What, what, what was it, Lamb? George, it was a George Washington Award, right? Love it. Pretty close. It was the okay. Benjamin Franklin Award. I knew it was a president. Independent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, close. Uh, Independent Book Publishers Association. Because it, the uniqueness of it is it's called, the book is called Diversity in Clinical Practice. And it's called that because it's uh, designed initially for my fellow therapists, because a lot of people are now being willing to seek out therapists for the first time. And they weren't willing to. And yet only 5% of therapists uh, are African-American and they want somebody to look like them. And we can only, we only have so many hours to go along. So I figured, how can I help my fellow colleagues learn how to increase their cultural competence in ways that pleasantly surprise them and pleasantly surprise the people who are coming to them for help? And yet, I wanted to make it so simple, diversity made simple, that I took out all the psychological jargon. I took out all the academics such that anybody can read it. You don't have to be a therapist to read this book. It says in clin- diversity in clinical practice. But I've gotten this book for teachers, and I have principals say, let me buy 20 of those for, for all my teachers, and, and let me have uh, pastors say, let me buy those for my pastoral team. Is that practical? They give you practical tips for how to look at diversity beyond black history. This is not just even about race and ethnicity. It's about uh, gender and sexual orientation and faith beliefs, political beliefs, various different uh, socioeconomic, any ways in which we can be different, that's the goal because we can be diverse in many ways. And so that is how practical it is. It's available at Amazon.com. It's available in paper and audio book, whatever your learning style is. It's available for you. Take a look at it. as one. It can be a core uh, piece to any effort to meet the greatest variety of needs possible. Well, Lambers, I thank you so much for spending part of your Saturday with us here at the show. Thank you so much for making yourself available uh, to our community to make this difficult topic um, something that we can work together to overcome. Happy Black History Month. You too, Shalai. Thanks for having me. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.